Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello, welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. It's Thursday night. I don't even what, know what day it is. What's the date today? Let's look at the calendar here. Uh, it's the 15th of June, and we are going to be in chapter 17 and chapter 18 tonight talking about Mystery Babylon. Uh, very popular uh, topic if you just look it up on online. A lot of people like to talk about it, but we're just going to read through chapters 17 and 18, just point out a few things, and let the Word speak for itself tonight. And um, I'm going to point out just a couple things as we go through it. Now, a little bit of uh, a little bit of cleanup here <laughs> as far as last week goes. Um, so the internet seems to be working better tonight, but I am actually recording. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remember to do that. I'm recording the video. Um, so if there is any kind of problems um, and it and it's and it's lagging, I know last week's video was was kind of rough in, in in a few spots. So if that's the case, I'll take it down and then I'll upload this video later. Uh, for those listening on the podcast, I think I finally have it all uh, figured out. There's a lot of uh, different problems with one uh, podcast platform right now, and that's Spotify. Uh, so I apologize for those that um, I, I really do apologize for those that that watch that listen on Spotify. I, I'm not sure. There's there's just a certain amount of um, podcast on that platform for some reason the entirety of the file is not present. So we go to like open it up and it'll play like two minutes or something like that. I'm not sure what the problem is. I've, uh, I've talked to both my podcast host who uh, hosts the RSS feed and um, there's no issues on that end anymore. I finally got that figured out. There's, there's nothing wrong with the files. They have them. They're, they're, they're archived, the entirety of them. And some of the other uh, platforms doesn't have that problem either with the same exact um, episodes. So I'm not sure what's going on with Spotify. I reached out to Spotify. They said that to contact my podcast host, which I did. And uh, so they're kind of like pointing fingers both directions. And um, it is what it is. Uh, but if you're, you're having trouble finding it on Spotify and that's what the platform you, li- you like to listen to, I do apologize uh, as far as some of the episodes being uh, – for whatever reason, corrupted on that site. I'm going to try to go through and slowly figure out which ones actually are and see if I can re-upload on my, my podcast host, and maybe that'll clear the issue. It seemed to clear momentarily the issue with a, a couple couple weeks back when a brother in Christ uh, mentioned it, and um, it seemed to clean up that video, but now it's back down to only 20 minutes of that video or that uh, that podcast, the audio actually playing. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. So anyways, I just wanted to clear that up. Uh, so we're on uh, Facebook Live. That's working really well tonight, it looks like. And YouTube as well. Brother Dave Wilson is uh, 
moderating over there. He says they're both doing great, so they're doing okay. That's good. The uh, sound's good, according to the wife. So the sound engineer and the production uh, manager, Brother Dave Wilson, has, has checked in. And the sound engineer, my wife, has also given the thumbs up. So that's good. All right, let's see if anybody's popping in over on YouTube. Hey, Brother Ken is over there and Sister Susie Wilson. So Brother Dave's uh, monitoring both YouTube and, and Facebook. Uh, and well, Lisa's wife's over here saying hello to everyone. Hello to you. And if you do uh, log in, and if you are watching live, please drop a comment in, the, uh, in any of the chat. Um, just say hello or whatever, just so I know you're here. And the same thing over there on Facebook Live. All right. Did I cover everything? Mm. Oh, if I didn't, I'll remember it later or something. It'll be okay. All right, so tonight let's turn in our Bibles to, um, wow, we're almost through the study of the book of Revelation. And uh, we're in chapter 17. Remember last time we uh, left off with the seven vile judgments. And uh, once again, showing... A lot of similarities to the Exodus um, and in the in the Old Testament, uh, showing how the God's people are going through the time of Jacob's trouble, which is what it's called in the Book of Jeremiah. And now it comes to this portion that um, in chapter seventeen and eighteen, where this city, this uh, this seat of power, uh, Mystery Babylon, is discussed, and there is some clues given. Um, there's a few little things I just want to point out when we go through talking about that. And then we're going to go over to Daniel chapter seven at, at some point and, and look at a few things, uh, while we're at it. So that's going to be what's going on tonight and we'll see if we can get through it. Hello, mom, checking in over there on YouTube. Good to see everybody. So let's get started. All right. Chapter 17. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials and talked with me, uh, saying unto me, come hither, I will show Unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, many, many waters. Now, again, this is not necessarily a geographical uh, descriptor here. Um, I, I believe that just, you know, you have the seven oceans and uh, this, this great power, this great whore sitteth on this seat. You know, the, the prince and power of the air. You know, obviously Satan is the uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. He rules as God has allowed him, okay? And uh, so, obviously, now we have the Antichrist is on the scene as well, and uh, we're going from there. But anyways, it says, I will show unto thee a judgment of the great horror that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. Again, they're supposed to be, these, these people in power are supposed to be subject to God, but as we've seen all throughout here, they've blasphemed God, they've they've shook their fist in his face, uh, essentially, and they're... they're like, no, we have no other king, you know, that will rule over us except for this, this uh, one, rule, one world ruler known as, uh, to us as the Antichrist, the son of perdition, and many other names. But they're committing fornication. They, they're essentially cheating um, and committing vile fornication with this demonic being here. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So they're, they're living it up. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads 
and Ten Horns. We'll speak about this Ten Horns when we'll uh, take a moment here in a little bit to go over the book of uh, Daniel, chapter 7. So if you want to stick your finger there and uh, be ready to go over there and, and here in a few moments as we when we get to the next chapter. But as we keep reading here, we see this, um, this scarlet-colored beast. Now, again, as it gives this 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 whore this uh this 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 uh this harlot here that sits and rides this beast here um again this is all these um powers of the of the earth the the the, the people that are in charge that are riding this beast this scarlet colored beast here um and this woman that sits upon this scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns this beast that has these ten horns represents these ten kingdoms, and seven horns are, you know, well, we'll get into it here in a moment. But the point is, is that the color is the first thing I want to kind of, kind of make a little bit of an indicator here. It's scarlet, uh, scarlet, scarlet colored beast. It's it's interesting, but let's keep reading. Verse number four, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color. Now. Again, this could be this one world religion. Uh, I do believe that this is um, the one world religion that will be in place during the time of Jacob's trouble here. Um, many people have many thoughts on this and get upset if you mention a, you know, the, the universal church known as the Catholic church in this instance, but the, 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 colors of purple and scarlet are very indic indicative of this one world religion here and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls having a golden cup in her hand full of abomination and filthiness of her fornication um i, I went to a place in um where was that i can't remember the name of the city it's is it valencia i i'll remember in a moment but anyways uh it's i think it's where they they claim to have Christopher Columbus's tomb. I just can't remember the name of the uh, of the of the town in Spain. When I visited there, though, um, I've been in many countries: um, South America, Ecuador, uh, places around the world, and I've been in Roman Catholic churches. And what's always fascinated me is that inside of potential, I mean, for the most part poverty-stricken type neighborhoods and, and environments, that there's always laden gold and, and fine things that are within these, these buildings. Um, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls could mean something symbolically, but I think this is, has to do with, you know, it's, it's great wealth, what man would see as great wealth. And every time I go into these, these places, I'm struck by the amount of opulence that are in it. This gold and precious stones everywhere and pearls and a golden cup in her hand full of abomination and filthiness. Um, you think of the, uh, when the Eucharist is given, they hold up the golden chalice and supposedly it uh, turns into the blood of Christ. So it's just some indicators here that the one world religion to me, this, uh, the, that these the political powers will use as the quote-unquote religion uh, to control the masses. I mean, this, 
you know, the worldwide church, you know, and this is our ruler now. This is the Messiah. This is the one that is that has been promised. And and so many people will buy into it, obviously. They'll take his mark, they'll worship him, these idols that are set up. But it's arrayed in purple and scarlet, which is Roman Catholicism colors, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abomination and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations on the earth. Now, this mystery, Babylon the Great, when you hear the word Babylon, I've also seen the town of Babylon, you know, the, the city of Babylon in Iraq, modern day Iraq. And sometimes I think people see this and they say, well, see, this Babylon here is going to be located in Iraq. And if it is, so be it, if it, it ends up being that. I'm, I remember a lot of stories that came out. Um, uh, so you have to remember when I came into the military, this was pre-Iraq war in 2003. And, and there's a lot of stories that were going around, you know, about how Saddam Hussein was uh, setting up, you know, Babylon again. He was building it back up. And is he the Antichrist, you know, and all these other kinds of things. I remember all sorts of stuff like that. But um, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think as we'll get through here and we'll see, I think that the, the, the seat of power, now whether or not there's an actual throne and whether or not the Antichrist sits on that throne, this seat of power, or if that seat of power just means he's in charge of the world and he's the one world ruler at this time, um, I do believe that the power is derived and the city that's going to be described is modern-day Rome. And it is the, the power structure. Now, the world at this time, at this, when, this was, uh, when John was being revealed, Jesus, Jesus was revealing himself and given these things for John to write down in this book we have the, called the Book of Revelation. Rome was f- firmly in, in charge of the entire known earth at the time fully in charge. I mean, they, as far as anybody knew that they, they just pretty much ran everything. Now there was obviously powers that were beyond that, you know, as far as like little kingdoms here and there, but Rome ruled for all intents and purposes, the world. And they said, well, see, this is why, you know, maybe this is why John's writing it down. I don't believe that. I do believe that Rome, the, the Roman empire although dissolved and it's split and, you know, you had Constantinople and you had uh, Rome and the Vatican and you have orthodoxy and all the splits. I, I'm, on, I'm a very aware of the, uh, of the history of all this, but it will make a reemergence during this time as the one world government slash religion that will rule the earth. And then as it says, the mother of harlots and abominations on the earth, if it's the mother of harlots, that means there's other branches that come off of this mother of harlots that from the mother and uh, so this is a, another this is another plug to people who want to hold to things maybe like out of the protestant traditions and things like that what i will tell you is is that if you're trusting in your faith uh in a church in a in a in a traditions and things like that i would just ask where their, who's their mother and where they came out of. And just to be very careful 
that you're not trusting in those things, but in the, the word of God and what it says, and it's word alone, and not trusting in traditions of that quote-unquote church or things like that in order to attain salvation. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ. And so if, if you have any other place that's holding anything above that and by faith, grace through faith, as it says in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, if you're holding it to any of that other things, I, I just, just urge you to get out of that. If something doesn't, <laughs> if you're in those, just think about where those churches came from. Now, there's some strong language, and I understand that. But if you're, if you're watching this, please, please be aware of what's going on in this, in this chapter, in this verse. This mother of harlot, Babylon the Great, the Roman Empire, which was, quote-unquote, Christianized under Constantine, was not Christianized. It was just pagan that was slapped some other um, Christian connotations on it. And out of that sprang many, many abominations and many, many, many false doctrines. Here's another indicator, continuing on verse number six. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints. And you can make a point there to say, well, Babylon, when they came into Jerusalem, overthrow the saints there in Jerusalem, the, the saints, quote unquote. And then that's, that's what it's talking about here. You know, and it's just, it's just Babylon. It's, it's, it's gotta be in Iraq, you know, or whatever. But if you keep reading, it says drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Well, Jesus wasn't in the Babylonian overthrow. Okay. Daniel was, but Jesus was not. And after that, there's, it's talking about the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration, something very impressive to see. Um, if you've ever read the Fox's Book of Martyrs, you can see these martyrs of Jesus Christ all the way down through um, history. And with that said, again, it's another strong indicator of where and who and what this is talking about when it talks about Mystery Babylon. And the angel, verse number seven, said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was, and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. It's kind of a way of saying that when it talks about a beast that was and is not and yet is, it says it was man's way, you know, that Satan's power on this earth was, but it is not. It's, it's, it's a fleeting thing. It will not last and yet is. During this time period, God has allowed, as he's pouring his wrath on this earth, he has allowed Satan to indwell this, uh, <laughs> this Antichrist. We, we've seen that as we've studied through this so far. So as it's saying there, that was and is not, and yet is. I hope that makes sense to you. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. 
Now, this is another clear indicator that the seven hills, the seven mountains on which the woman sitteth is an actual place, and that is Rome. It sits on this, it's a city of seven hills, you know, seven mountains. That could be the case. Again, you know, we, it doesn't ever come out and say directly, this is Rome, this is the Vatican, or whatever. But it's just an indicator as these uh, seven mountains on which the woman sitteth, that's the seat of power. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. So again, speaking of this Antichrist. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seven and goeth into perdition. So he's of the seven. So he, like he comes from one of these seven seats of power and he becomes this eighth and goeth into perdition. He's the son of perdition, as the Bible calls him. And verse number 12, and the ten horns which thou sawest are the ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. So for a short amount of time, they'll receive this power. Now turn over to Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. And let's look at these ten horns here, because Daniel speaks about it too. Daniel chapter 7. In verse number 20, and of the ten horns that were in his head, and the other which came up, and then before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. So he comes out of these, wherever these ten kingdoms are. I beheld, and the same horn, this is the Antichrist, made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Now, I, I brought this up in the, in the Millennial Reign series um, at some point, I can't remember which video, but we, we are not prevailed against, okay? We are not overcome. But these saints here, speaking about the end-time saints, these ones that are in the time of Jacob's trouble, that are prevailed against, until, to a certain point, until the ancients of days, the ancient of days, which is a name for God, came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom, once again, at the end, of, we're, getting, we're getting to that when we get into chapter 19 and 20 and so forth. As when Christ comes back, the Ancient of Days, Jesus Christ, and we'll see this is clearly speaking of Jesus Christ, is the name for God back here in Daniel, Ancient of Days, is Jesus that comes back. Jesus is God, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he came. And judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. Now, this is again why I say that this judgment, the ruling and reigning with Christ for a thousand years, takes place with these saints that are overcome. And these that were martyred back there, back all the way back here, as far as killed, the prophets and all these other people, the, the remnant Israel will come back and rule and reign with Christ. And those that are remaining alive during that time will rule and reign with him. So I've already made a case for that in the Millennial Reign series. See that for more. But just wanted to show you that, that this, this beast that comes up, this, these ten horns have been spoken about in the prophet, by the prophet Daniel before. Verse 13, back in Revelation chapter 17. Uh, these have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. So again, they're, hey, we're going to put all of our power behind you. Now he's going to betray him, and there's all these other different things that happen here. But they were going to say, yeah, we're, we're with you. We're with you, uh, this, this Antichrist figure. You know, we're, we're going to give all of our power and strength, our military might, everything that we have, we're going to give it to you. 
These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. And so again, the Ancient of Days here. And the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Now, this is not, when when he comes back, this is an indicator of who this is. Are called, chosen, and faithful. Now I want to. I want. <laughs> I just want to bring this up. Who was called out of the Ur of Chaldees? Abraham, of course. Yes, he makes a nation out of them. They're a called out nation. They are chosen. He has. He has said to them that you are my chosen nation, even though you're small. This is the. Old, these are Old Testament. Um, accounts here. You can go look them up. The verses are escaping me at this moment, but he says, you know, you're my chosen people. You're the ones that I've called out. I called you out of the Ur of Chaldees with Abraham. I've called you out of Egypt and you've been faithful. Those are the ones that are faithful. If you go back and read uh, talking about, you know, uh, the, the judgment of the sheep and goats that Jesus speaks about and these faithful, the ones that were like the faithful servant, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the kingdom. This is what it's talking about here, the millennial kingdom. Those are the ones that are going to be with him that are called and chosen and faithful. This is not us, body of Christ, okay? There is no Jew, a called out people, as far as a nation. We are not a called out nation, We are neither Jew nor Gentile, bond nor free. In Christ, we are one in Christ Jesus. We are made a new creature, not a creature that needs to be reshaped and uh, that was called and born, and now we need to be born again. I understand the the term born again. Don't get me wrong, but we are called in, in the Pauline epistles, we are called new creatures in Christ Jesus. And this is why so many people get the confusion of things like Calvinism. And how we are called, you know, before the foundations of the world, we were called and, you know, and, and, and you have no choice in the matter. Uh, the, the whole thing is, is that he has his elect few and all these other kinds of things. Please don't get it mixed up. When verse number 14 says, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. That's what the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus continually talks about these things, continually talks about them. He gives parables so many times about a faithful servant, the ones that are faithful virgins that that keep their lamps full of oil. Those are the ones that are allowed to enter in. Verse 15, and he saith unto me, the waters which thou thou sawest, so it's going to give it away here, where the horse sitteth are peoples. See, it's not a geographic location. It's like, well, there's not many waters around Rome. I mean, there's... There's the, what is it, the Tiber River? Anyways, it doesn't matter, but there's, you know, well, yeah, see, there's one, but it's not many waters. Of course, you got the Mediterranean, but that's not a a huge ocean, you know, like the Atlantic or whatever. What is this talking about? Well, it's given away. The waters which thou sawest where the horse sitteth are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. He rules over many waters, all the earth. The earth is 70, over 70% water, many waters. Wherever you live, he's ruling over you as the Antichrist. Until the Ancient of Days comes back, amen. 
Verse 16, And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. Hmm. So it seems that at some point in time, this whore is turned against. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will, and to agree, and give their kingdoms unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. See, these many waters, and these people... And these kings will give their strength of their nations until the Ancient of Days comes. And then all these many peoples and nations, and it doesn't matter where, once you know the, the Antichrist is cast alive into the lake of fire with the false beast and the false prophet go, uh, cast into the lake of fire, Satan's bound for a thousand years. All these peoples of the earth now are going to hate that system. The ones that are, didn't receive the mark. The ones that come into this uh, new, I guess you would say this, this time period of a thousand years, this millennial reign of Christ Jesus, that they'll come in and they will remember from whatever nation they're from, from wherever they were, about these things that took place. People are going to live a very long time, and uh, we'll get into, maybe get into that once we get to the millennial uh, kingdom later on. But they're, they're at this some point, they're just going to be like, Yo, and that's after the Ancient of Days comes. Because he puts it in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdoms unto the beast unto the words, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. It's a city. It's an actual city where the seat of power is, where I believe is the Vatican in Rome. That may get me in trouble. But uh, I want to let you know, my father came out of Roman Catholicism, and um, so can you. If you're watching this, don't put your faith in the traditions of the church. Put your faith in Christ alone and his finished work on the cross. He says he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. You don't come through any person you call father on this earth. You come through Jesus Christ. He is the only way of salvation, not him plus the catechism. It's not him plus the Eucharist. It's not him plus the traditions and uh, the things that are, are done. It's not him in the rosary. It's through Christ alone. Verse number one of chapter 18, let's continue reading here. Just a, it will, We'll pick up the pace just a tad bit. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted, lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of her wrath, of, of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. These are all things that take place before the Ancient of Days comes. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not of her plagues. My people, God's chosen people, the nation of Israel. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. See, that whole Second Chronicles 7 thing starts having a different connotation when you read it in the correct context. He's telling them to come out of there, come out of her, my people, come out of the, come out of this world system that's making you rich, 
and all these other things, and you're waxed rich through your abundance of her delicate, the world system, you have become rich, and all these other kinds of things, his chosen people that rejected their Messiah and chose to have the pleasure of sin for a season, chose to stay in Egypt as opposed to coming out. That's why this wrath is being poured out. That's why if you're still part of this earth, he's warning these people, you're going to take part in these plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Stand afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. Oh. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linens, all these things that people want to follow after, huh? And purple and silk and scarlet and all thine wood and all manner vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and of brass and of iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee and thou shalt find them no more at all. This is speaking about the world system coming to an end. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that which clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, there it is again, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour so great riches has come to naught, and every shipmaster and all companies and ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea stood afar off. So again, it's just making, it's talking about world economy, world rule this this uh things of the flesh carnality things that have been that man has wanted to chase after for all of time will be done away with when the ancient of days comes and sets up his rule and reign and uh verse 18 and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning saying what city is like unto this great city and they cast dust on their heads and cried weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her coastlines, for in one hour is she made desolate. I will bring up a point here at this point to say in that verse alone, the coastlines, you're not going to find any coastlines in Babylon. I can promise you that. Now, the Tigers and the Euphrates go around uh, over there, but that's not a coastline. That's a riverbank. You can find yourself a coastline in, uh, outside of Rome. 
However, anyways, verse 20, rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. Here's the vengeance that finally comes. Remember back when those souls under the altar were saying, how much longer, Lord, until you avenge us? Here it is. Finally, they can rejoice. Ye holy apostles and prophets is an indicator that this is the nation of Israel once again. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. See, at the end, and we'll get to this when we talk about the end of the millennial reign, Satan will be loose for a little while and will deceive the nations. We'll get into that. But the earth is never going to have power again. It's foolish to even think so when Jesus Christ comes back to rule and reign for a thousand years. They're going to come up against him, Gog and Magog. We'll read all about it. And he's just going to speak them out of existence. Great multitudes of people, even under the perfect rule and reign of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, are still going to revolt. Just as his book has said. Verse 22, and the voice of harpers and musicians, of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman or whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of the millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and all that were slain upon the earth. These prophets and saints. This is not talking about you, saints. Saints of the living God. Church of the living God. Speaking about the remnant Israel. It was speaking about the saints of old. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Adam, Seth, Noah, those of old that followed God, no matter what the world and all their sumptuous living, remember in the days of Noah, as those days were, so shall these end times be. That's how bad it's going to be. Going after the world, not caring about the salvation that's there. Come out from over, get on this ship, get on this ark. Come out, come out, come out. Folks, as we've talked so many times, we won't be here during this time period, but I will tell you, every single day, warn men and women, every person you can, give them the word of God to say, I love you. There's a time that comes, though, that is incredibly bad. This book of Revelation is something that people are fascinated by and they want to study all about and they want to argue about different things couple of key points, though. This is about the nation of Israel. It's the time of Jacob's trouble, this entire 70th week of Daniel, the prophet of Israel. All these things are given to them for this time period. There's no reason that you need to go through it because he's provided us as the body of Christ to become a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away. All things become new through him in Christ. Salvation is free. It is the free gift of salvation, the free gift of God. It's the gift of God. 
and it's available to you now. If you would, if you have questions about that, if you want to talk to somebody about that, I pray that the Spirit would lead somebody, an ambassador of Christ, to you if you're watching this online and uh, you're watching this maybe later on and you've made it through this entire video. Or if you need to, reach out to me directly to my email at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I would love to talk to you. There's a period of time now that we're going to get into in chapter 19. We'll get into next week, Lord willing. Where all these things as, that have been kind of described in chapter 17 and 18 about this, this mighty system of the earth, this, this things that people think that is and which is not, you know, it, it's, it's false. It's, it's held up in it on wobbly legs, so to speak. It's not built on a firm foundation. And it's going to crumble and fall and get burned up. So that's also a that's a prodding of us, body of Christ. They're like, let's let's do away with this, like this concentration on the things of this of this earth. Do we need to live? Should we, you know, have a roof over our heads? Of course, things like that. Of course, provide for your family. But this world will pass away. Don't put stock in it. Warn every man, every person, every boy, every girl. Give them the word of God and let the spirit work because he does the drawing and the work. And it's up to us to be ambassadors of Christ. So I hope that's cleared up a few things. I mean, maybe that's, you know, for all intents and purposes, maybe that's preaching to the choir. Maybe uh, you watch this and you're like, yeah, I knew that. You know, Vatican, got it. You know, Mystery Babylon, got it. I read, I read Dave Hunt's book. I got it. You know, the, I forget the, I got it around here somewhere. But I hope it helped you to just kind of realize even more and more that this time period is not for us. It's for this chosen people that is Israel, remnant, believing Israel, the ones that, can, that finally... The 144,000, those that finally say, you know what? You are our Messiah. And they'll look upon him whom they've pierced. They're the ones that rejected him. And they'll look upon him. He'll come. The Ancient of Days will come. You're going to get overcome. They're going to get brutalized during this time period. And all those that come through as believing Israel, even if they're not of Israel, but the Ancient of Days is coming. And they'll look upon him when they've pierced and mourn and weep that they didn't accept him in the first place as their Messiah. But he'll come back. And this time, he's not coming to die. He's coming to rule and reign for a thousand years. So I hope that's helped you to read the book of Revelation. And we'll finish up, um, you know, we'll get it 19, probably take chapter 19 by itself. Or maybe add it in with chapter 20 because it kind of goes into it and then that, that'll pretty much be it, you know, 21 and 22, uh, speaking of eternity, the new heaven and new earth. So just a few more weeks in this study, but I hope this helped you rightly divide when we read things in the proper context and know who we are in Christ and know the difference between pro prophetic and mystery as far as the church, the body of Christ, the mystery revealed. All right. Well, let's see if we have any comments here. We'll go over here to YouTube. 
and praise the Lord, I don't think we dropped one single frame. They shouldn't have had any buffering. Shouldn't have. Uh, but I recorded just in case there was. If it's really bad and somebody let me know in the comments or whatever, and I can, uh, if not, I'll just erase the, uh, the saved video and just let the stream go up. But um, it looks like it's doing pretty good. And I've recorded, so hopefully the podcast will be up and available. T- Sorry, up and excuse me, uh, up and available tonight. And uh, that's if my podcast host. I was it was the weirdest thing. I I put in like the titles, you know, Revelation rightly divided, uh, chapter sixteen. I think it was uh, I behold it come as a thief. Whatever I titled it as is one of the verses. As I put that in the title. It just would not accept the thing. And I didn't know that that was what was holding it up. So finally, I went back into um, the holding place, the, the podcast host, where I upload the, the uh, audio. And I went into it, and I just changed the title. I didn't change the file name. I didn't change any of that stuff. I just changed the title to something basic. Uh, Revelation Rightly Divided, and that's all I put. And it finally uploaded. I was like, well, praise the Lord. Then I went back in, because you can edit them. And I edited it before it gets sent off into the other, you know, different podcast platforms that it, that it sends it out to. And when I did that, it, it accepted it. The, so the title's up there. So who knows? Last week was, was sort of uh, a lot of technical difficulties last week. Let's put it that way. So very frustrating. And I will be honest with you and upfront. It did affect my mood. <laughs> I was very... Um, I was, you know, kind of down in the dumps just a tad bit about it. It's like, why am I keep doing this? Why am I, gonna, you know, but I just uh, had to get kicked in the pants a little bit and say that this that's not what it's all about. And uh, so this is what it's all about. I'm hoping, hopefully it's helping you become established in the word and to rightly divide according to the revelation of the mystery. Um, I'm hoping it's doing that. Um I'm really hoping that somebody's hearing the gospel, the clear presentation of the gospel, the simplicity of the gospel, and to know nothing. I, I want nobody to know anything other than Christ crucified. And um, I really hope that that was uh, that 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 is what's getting across, and that's what it's all about. So, helping those that are in the body of Christ to recognize who they are and to rightly divide correctly, uh, to rightly divide, and then for those that are lost to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, the simplicity of the gospel by faith. All right. All right, so let's get a few little comments over here. Um, Again, Brother Ken is here. Good to see you, sir. He said it was smooth tonight, and I'm praising the Lord for that, Brother Ken. Good to see you. I I pray wherever you're at in the world, trucking, that uh, you keep it uh, safe, you keep safe, and that others around you would be safe as well while you're on the road. Uh, love you in the Lord, brother. Sister Susie says, thanks, Brother Mike. This is so interesting and much and much is made clear. Well, praise the Lord for that, Sister Susie. Uh, I pray and pray and pray and pray that you come for more firmly established in the word because of it. All right, Brother Dave over here on Facebook. Always counting Brother Dave to leave some comments here. He says, all those knees, yes, all the nations of the world shall bow. Yes, including our knees. I said, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So, all right. It says, much clearer when read in context. Amen. 
because worthy is the lamb to be praised. Amen and amen for that. And YouTube and Facebook were good from start to finish. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm so thankful for that tonight. I'm glad it came through clear. All right. Well, I think that's it, unless there's any kind of questions or comments or concerns. If you think of anything or you're watching this later on and you don't take part in this live feed, remember we go live just about every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Let This Mind Be In You. You can find us on YouTube and also Facebook. Please, if you haven't made the time, please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're on Facebook, go over to YouTube, subscribe to that channel as well. If you're on YouTube, go over to Facebook if you have an account, okay? And uh, please, please um, do that. Like, share, subscribe any way you possibly can by word of mouth. I'd appreciate it very much. And always remember, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Once again, that's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And all the podcasting platforms, you can look us up under Let This Mind Be In You podcast. Let This Mind Be In You podcast. You type that into the search engine. And I believe I'm just about everywhere. And if you have any kind of trouble with that, please uh, please email and let me know. If there's something that's not playing correctly, please let me know. I'm going to try my best to get, them, get it fixed. And if all else fails, if it really does, I will send you directly the actual audio file. <laughs> I will do that. And because um, I, I would like you to have it. And I don't, again, I do all the work here as far as myself. Um, I think eventually what I need to do is invest in uh, a few more paid subscriptions to some of these places. I think some of the, the hosting sites and things are, uh, I'm on the free side, so maybe not enough attention is given to those, those free accounts. So maybe I need to invest the money into them. But um, I don't know. It's been working for over three and a half years. So but every once in a while, it gives me a little bit of trouble. All right. Well, I think that's it for tonight. I didn't. I kind of uh, bantered about there for a little bit to see if anybody had any more comments, and it doesn't look like it, so I will say goodbye for now. Loving the Lord, God bless you. Thank you for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You, and I'll see you, Lord willing, next week, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. Bye for now.